0: Mm -hmm. Mashiach, now the 16th day of Ben Hametrim corresponding to the letter Ayin. This is the letter that needs to be returned to the name of Yeshua because currently his name is incomplete without the Ayin and it is now pronounced as Yeshu and also it's pronounced as Jesus. So those are all really the same uh, because Jesus is what you derive the name of Yeshua from after you go through the step of taking off the ayin to translate it into Greek, and then translate that Greek into Latin, then change that Latin into the first uh, run through of English before we got the letter J, and then the name of Yeshua after we got the letter J. So it's only been about 400 years, maybe, uh, since we've been calling him jesus in english so selah but not to pick on anybody who calls him by anything other than yeshua but just to uh, give some points of fact so we were in Sanhedrin 96b talking about mashiach being called barnafli so here's the rest of the daf going into 97a so again, we're in Tractate Sanhedrin, currently in 96B, and we're going to go to Sanhedrin 97A. So it says, Rav Nachman asked, Rabbi Yitzhak, have you heard when Bar will come? Rabbi Yitzhak said to him, Who is Bar Which is, uh, it's so funny because my own, I think, is the word here. My own Barnafli, like who? Anyway, um, just a little grammar stuff. It goes on to say, Rav Nachman said to him, "The Mashiach." Rabbi Yitzchak asked, "Do you call the Mashiach Barnafli?" Rav Nachman answered him, Ken. <laughs> he says yes? For it is written." On that day, I will establish the booth, which is Et Sukkot David Hanofelit. I will establish the booth of David that has fallen. Amos nine eleven. God will send the Mashiach to reestablish the fallen Davidic dynasty. Accordingly, the Mashiach is called bar which means son of the fallen one. By giving the Mashiach the name the Barnafli, i.e. the son of the fallen kingdom of David. The Gemara stresses the continuity of the Davidic dynasty. The Mashiach will not build a new dynasty. Rather, he will restore the one that is currently fallen. For this reason, the verse refers to the monarchy of David as a sukkah, which is a booth rather than as a bayit, which is a house, which is the more common term for a royal dynasty. When a house collapses, the structure is typically ruined, and an entirely new one must be built in its stead. But when a booth collapses, the original structure is easily restored to its former state. See the Maharal and Netzach Yisrael, chapter 35. Rambam writes, the messianic king, will arise and restore the monarchy of David to its former state, to its original dominion. Hill will Malachim 11.1. 1. Anaf Yosef and Ben Yehoiada point out that bar has the numerical value 372, which is the same gematria as Ben Yeshai, i.e. David. Arukh Laner suggests that Rav Yitzhak used the term Barnafli, the fallen one, as opposed to the Mashiach because he was not simply asking when the Mashiach will come. Rather, he was inquiring as to how low the people will have to fall before he can come. Accordingly to this explanation, Rav Yitzhak's answer that follows is directly appropriate. So having ascertained the meaning of Rav Nachman's question, Rav Yitzhak now answers it. Rav Yitzhak said to Rav Nachman, this is what Rabbi Yochanan said, and the generation when the son of David will come, the number of Torah scholars will decrease. And as for the rest of the people, their eyes will become worn out through grief and anxiety. This is some Leia stuff. So remember, Leia was said to have very, very interesting eyes. So, yeah, that's how we will be. And it says, numerous troubles and harsh decrees will, con- will be constantly appearing anew. Before the first trouble is over, a second one will hasten to appear. Boy, doesn't that fit today's description. It says the following bereta describes the seven-year cycle preceding the Mashiach's arrival. So there will be like this whole, you know, there's a, um, what's called the, the seven-year cycle that we do uh, in, on the Hebrew calendar. And when we do seven sevens, we go into a jubilee. So the first and, or the third and the sixth year of that seven-year cycle, we have what's called Maser Shani, a second tithe. And that goes to the widow, the orphan, and the poor. And during the the years that are not the third and sixth year of the cycle, we have a second tithe that we actually spend on ourselves for the festivals and for uh, anything that will help us worship and bless the name of Hashem. So there's actually three different tithes, but the third tithe is really the second tithe only in the third and the sixth year of the seven-year cycle. Also note that you farm and work the land for six years and then that seventh year you take off which would mean when you get to the jubilee year you're going to be off for two whole years because you're going to be off for the 49th year and you're going to be off for the 50th year so you won't be back to work until the the next year following the jubilee so as i always like to think in my own mind to all of those who are farmers and who work Eretz Yisrael, you have super faith when you do that. And obviously, um, we've it has been said in commentaries that we didn't really keep the the shmita or the jubilee, which is why we had to go into the Babylonian destruction or Babylonian exile for the seventy years to make up for all of those years that we missed. So. That's saying something, but still, for those who really understand that mitzvah and who have the opportunity to do it because they're farmers and they have land in Israel, that's a big, big deal. So Mashiach's coming is in this seven-year pattern, and so by the culmination of the seven years, uh, he should appear, Bezrat Hashem. So when will that seven-year cycle be? Who knows? But we know that's coming. (laughs) So here's what the footnote says. Actually, the Mashiach will come in the year following the seven-year period. However, since the eighth year is identified with the preceding cycle, it is called the aftermath of the seventh, which is Motzei Shavit. So the aftermath of the seventh. The Beretta is justified in saying the seven-year cycle when the Mashiach, or when the son of David will come. So, uh, it gets pretty crazy. Here's another footnote that just popped out at me. It says, reports that the Mashiach is coming. Alternatively, this refers to the sounding of the shofar that will herald the return of the Jews from exile, as prophesied in Isaiah 27:13. On that day, a great shofar will be sounded. Now, remember, there's going to be a lot of shofar blasts, and the big blast is going to wake the dead. And it goes on to say, this verse is discussed in relation to the redemption. Maharsha objects to Rashi's explanations on the basis of a beraita quoted below, which states the Mashiach will come when he is not expected. In view of this difficulty, Maharsha explains that the sounds mentioned here are of a heavenly nature, signifying the judgment of the nations. The crazy part about the coming of the Mashiach is going to be happy for a lot of people, but it's also going to be not so happy for a lot of people, because there's going to be judgments that happen for the nations who have uh, subjected Israel to much uh, grief and torture and um, just many, many persecutions that have gone on. One of the biggest ones will be Christianity because the Crusades, the Inquisitions, the Conversos, uh, the Holocaust, there's gonna be a lot of that going on. Uh, The the forcing people to convert uh, from Judaism to Christianity or they'll be burned at the stake Uh, and things like that. That's the unfortunate history of Christianity and facts that people have to come to terms with and deal with, because there's a major reconciliation that needs to happen. And from a human standpoint, practically impossible to do. Because contrary to popular belief, uh, when it comes to actual understanding of forgiveness, there are different levels and you can read about this in the palm tree of Deborah, 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 uh, which is Tomer Devora. It's a beautiful book. It's a great Musar book as well. And it talks about that, you know, you're not actually required to reestablish the relationship with with someone who has offended you because there's only so much humanly that people can actually deal with and handle. Uh, and because, you know, we all are made different. And so some people can do more and some people don't have that ability. You know, it's just kind of like, this is too much. I can't do it, you know, and that's okay. Hashem understands the humanity that he created and he actually made prescriptions for it. So that's a whole big topic to get into. Um, so Bezra Hashem, If there's any time left in vain, I would love to share that snippet about forgiveness because it is so, so beautiful and very, very important. And it brings down the the understanding of how truly Hashem has gifted us with a beautiful thing when it comes to the Torah. And because many people don't know the Torah or study the Torah, these things are absent uh, in the mind of those who are striving to know Hashem and it becomes uh, such a detriment because of the lack of knowledge. So, what does the Maharajah say? He says he objects to Rashi's explanations on the basis of the Beraita quotes below, which states Mashiach is not expected. Uh, and this is the whole thing about heavenly sounds and that signifies the judgment of the nations. So Rashi can be defended on the basis of the point made in Note 4, that some signs pertain to one type of redemptive process and some to another. So between the idolatrous nations and the Jews, which is the seventh year where there will be wars. So remember Yeshua said there will be wars and rumors of wars, but it's still not time yet. And and this is why it's important to know, after the seventh year, when the rumors and the actual wars are actually going on, now we're looking at the eighth year. And the footnote on that one says, the inevitable decline required to prepare for the world's renewal will occur in the first part of the seventh year. Then the trend will be reversed leading up to the Mashiach's arrival in the eighth year. That's the Maharal. See Maharal, who explains the symbolism of the numbers 7 and 8. See also Rabbi Hirsch to Tehillim 6-1. And the Beretta does not necessarily mean that the Mashiach will come only in the year following the Shemitah year. As mentioned in Note 4, there are several ways in which the redemption could occur. Mashiach now.